0: When it comes to the healing journey I would say that most people and women especially like the women that I work with or women that ask me about the healing journey I think they think that like meditation or like inner work is like all about love and light and and I totally get it I mean <clears throat> it's almost become like a trend or like a fad to meditate to be spiritual you know sort of like if meditation and spirituality makes us like a automatic better person and that the experience in itself should always be pleasant or beautiful but the truth is that if the healing journey was really all love and light ladies we would all be doing it I assure you I also understand that sometimes the barriers for women of color are a lot bigger as it relates to acquiring the information about holistic journey healing journey so I get it and also many times we're afraid of betraying our roots and our culture, so it doesn't make it easier for us. But the whole thing that we don't understand is that when we do commit to the inner work, we're learning to turn our pain into power. We're learning to be true spiritual alchemists. And today here on the Sovereign Women Women podcast, we're going to be talking about the three things you need to know, especially about your mind. On your holistic healing journey. Satnam, Satnam, and welcome, welcome to today's Sovereign Woman Movement podcast episode. I am Jyoti Rajiv Kaur, and I believe all women can holistically heal body, mind, and spirit with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga Therapy and Spiritual Psychotherapy, particularly A Course of Spiritual Psychotherapy. And this is our movement of women just like you reclaiming their sovereignty in all areas of their life. So welcome and thank you so, so much for being here. How do you invite your spouse on this journey? That's a really great question that I'll definitely address here because it's one of the things we're going to be talking about today. So hold on tight because I promise that I will address that. Thank you so much for the question. So we're talking about the mind. And first and foremost, like I'm so excited to be here today because this weekend was like a breakthrough Liberation in all areas of my life. Weekend, there was just a lot of growth and a lot of awareness, and a lot of it does come from these incredible results that the women in my community are also getting. You know, we've been open with the Sovereign Women Academy for some months now, and Satori Wellness and, and spirituality for a couple of years now in our main membership community, and it's also just so beautiful to see so much growth and how we're now talking about our victories. Not that challenges don't come our way it's just that not only do we know how to manage them better but it's almost like we're not really seeing them as challenges anymore but an opportunity right and so this weekend I had so much growth and downloads and I just got so organized with my life and one of the things that really became clear to me is that, you know, I'm passionate about the SWC method, which I created, which was basically my own healing tools that I put together that allowed me to also break a lot of ancestral karmic cycles, heal from an addiction to alcohol, heal my relationship with my mom, relationship with my husband, now going on 25 years married. I mean, there was so much, right, that I had to to work on. And Through that, though, I'm so grateful because the SWC method was birthed, it was created. And many of you know that I have been a student for A Course in Miracles for almost 14 years, and I've been teaching it for three years. So a lot of my coaching, mentorship, comes from those teachings and from this masterpiece that <clears throat> completely had has helped me completely eliminate guilt, learn how to forgive, and ultimately get to the root cause of all instabilities, which is that healing only happens at the level of the mind, which we're gonna talk about today. And with that came the medicine of Kundalini Yoga. And that's when my healing fully came home, as you all know, uh, my story. And it's become a therapeutic approach to release uh, memories from the body, right? To help continue the growth and evolution of my soul, because if we're not growing, we're dying, right? And to live a life of sovereignty, reclaiming my royal self in body, mind, and spirit, which shows up in my relationships and my business and how I mother, how I am a mother and a wife and a daughter and all these different things that we do in this world, right? And so because of that, like I got some major downloads on like the podcast and the formatting and we're going to be having amazing guests that are going to be coming on board as well to share a lot of their own wisdom as it relates to holistically healing, body, mind and spirit. But also one of the things that I got organized with was being able to more in a more clear way share with you all the wisdom of the SWC method. And in a very organized way, what I came up with was that on Mondays, we will be known as Miraculous Monday here at the Sovereign Women Movement podcast, which means we're going to talk a lot of, as it relates to healing, but in, in a spiritual psychotherapy approach, meaning we're going to be using a lot of the lessons from A Course in Miracles. So if you've never heard of A Course in Miracles, you've never even not practiced it or anything like that this is a great time to join us because you'll be starting right at the beginning with us and you'll be able to understand a little bit more about this masterpiece which it's become a lot more mainstream you know like uh, Marianne Williamson has brought a lot to the light and we have a lot of other amazing teachers out there that continue to inspire me and that continue to not only like allow me to see my path but like help others along the way as well And then on Wednesdays, what we'll do is Wednesday is going to be Kundalini Yoga Wednesday. So what I'll do is I'll share with you the medicine that will support whatever we're talking about today. So today we're going to be talking about three things you need to know about the mind on your healing journey. And on Wednesday, join me again at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, if you want to join me live, to then follow up with the kundalini frequency, a meditation, a mantra, something that comes from the kundalini yoga technology that will help you heal whatever it is that we talked about on Monday. So that way, you can really uh, integrate what I'm talking about and, and, and use it in your life. And I know that through that experience, not only will you be breaking ancestral karmic cycles, but you're really helping women who right now are being asked to step up and level up. That's all I've been hearing all week, all weekend and in meditation, level up, level up. And it's not in a frantic, like weird way, like, like uh, urgency of like, um, lack of time or needing to do it because of like feeling not worthy or like things are falling apart. It's like this inspired action of leveling up. It's like this where you finally realize how much you've grown and how much you've healed, and how many of those stories you finally have let go, that you've now made the space to truly level up meaning aligned action. So, it's been a very beautiful, beautiful weekend and week in general. And I'm really excited to continue our journey here with all of you because, like I say right at the beginning, and I mean this, I believe all women can holistically heal body mind and spirit with my SWC method of A Course in Miracles spiritual psychotherapy and Kundalini yoga therapy. So welcome to the Sovereign Woman podcast. So thank you for letting me share that and let's get into it today because I want to start us off with the beginning and uh, one of the things that I keep mentioning about the healing journey is that healing only happens at the level of the mind period period Healing only happens at the level of the mind, and so one of the things that can become a hindrance on the healing journey, especially if you're doing the inner work, the some people call it shadow work, and it's called shadow work for a reason, is that we do think that it's going to be all love and light. Like even when my husband first joined the healing journey, which you had a great question about that, uh, my husband joined the healing journey not only without me telling him, but um, not only him, but so did my sons, both of my. Uh, boys or sons they're they're almost 18 and 24 and I'm still calling them boys (laughs) but they are on their own path and I don't even I guess you could call it healing but they have a, a daily sadhana practice but it's really for the evolution of their growth of their soul growth and it helps them really hit potentials that they've never hit before in in jiu-jitsu which they're both athletes and they're both uh, and jiu-jitsu to me is beyond athletics it's it's definitely spiritual as well and they're warriors and uh, they they followed along not because of what i told them but it was because how i led by example so that's answering a little bit of your question but we'll talk a little bit deeper about that And one of the things that I know surprised my husband and also the women that began their journey with me and join the academy or they join um, my membership community. And this is even why for the academy, I actually do application calls. Like I you have to apply. There's certain questions that I ask that I can kind of tell if someone's ready to really take this on because you do have to do the work in order to get the results, right? And then beyond that, if the application is approved, then I set up a 15-minute call with you to go over you know, what your intentions are and what the Academy offers to see if it's even a good match because it's not a good match for everyone. And I can tell intuitively as well as based on, you know, kind of the way you're responding to where you're at in your life. And and one of the things that I always say right at the beginning is like, it's not all love and light. And the first two to four weeks are not going to be easy for you. Like, I, I just, I, I hate... Like saying something like this and then making it a reality for someone because some women come with a lot less, I would say garbage in the subconscious mind and don't go through a lot of the dark night of the souls that other women do, but it's still uncomfortable. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Three things of why it's uncomfortable. And we go through the application process because I say, you know, the first two weeks are going to be difficult because you're going to go into these areas of the subconscious mind that you haven't visited before. So like, yeah, you're going to feel really uncomfortable. And the good news is that you have a community to, uh, to support you, which doctors are talking left and right about how community is a very important aspect of your mental health, ladies. And this is why it's part of the SWC method and you have me right with coaching, mentorship, as well as the exact SWC method, which comes with all these modules and things that you do within the academy to get you to this healing uh, result, right? And, and so it isn't all love and it is, is It's about learning how to be okay with becoming aware of our own shadows and not judge them. And that can be uncomfortable for a lot of people. So the first thing we need to know about the healing journey and the mind, because remember, healing only happens at the level of the mind. Is that you are going in and specifically? I don't, there's a lot of inner work out there, there's a lot of different meditation. But remember, the SWC method is spiritual psychotherapy in addition to Kundalini yoga therapy, right? So it's this combination. So, this combination, what we do is because you're following the specific process, we are going into areas of your mind. There are 81 chambers of the mind, all right? We operate on 95%, 90% subconscious programming. That means you probably haven't even been into 79 to maybe 75 to 79 rooms in that hotel room of your subconscious mind. You haven't accessed it. And there's a reason we haven't accessed it because we hide And put away a lot of our traumas, a lot of our fears back there. But I mean, that doesn't serve us anything because it doesn't mean that it's not there. It's still eating up your energy as a form of emotions. So even, you know, people don't want to do the inner work because then they have to face themselves and then they're dealing with shame and guilt and all this other stuff. But the problem is, is that even if you don't do the inner work, your mind is, you're still processing these thoughts in the subconscious, which is still creating emotions, which is still eating up your energy, which is why you don't have enough energy for the day, which is why you have anxiety, depression, which ultimately leads to physical instabilities. So a hundred percent, you need to understand that the inner journey is about shadow work. And most people do not like to become aware of their shadows. And the reason that they don't like to become aware of their shadows is because it's basically you have an untrained mind that As a child, we were always taught by our parents or society what is good and what is bad. So if we don't meditate and we don't work on disciplining the mind, it is constantly just judging good and bad, good and bad, good and bad. And one of the things that happens through the inner work is that you start to stabilize the nervous system. The glandular system starts to work correctly. Your brain starts to heal. So what happens is you start to learn to live more in neutrality. So through the hump of one two, three weeks, right, that you're facing your shadows, what happens is that instead of judging them, you work with what is known as introspection. And introspection is a very important part of your healing journey, because introspection literally allows you to step outside the story that you've always been telling yourself to assess and kind of become aware, because awareness is the first part of the healing process. We're going to talk about the four parts here. But it is the first part, you cannot change what you're not aware of. And most of us are too uncomfortable to become aware of those shadows, right? So the first thing we need to understand is it's uncomfortable, because we're going into areas of the subconscious mind. And we're facing these emotions that we haven't faced for a long time. And it's not something that always feels good. So then that takes us to the second part, right, of the healing journey, when you go within, you apply these techniques, right, which is that the healing journey is not linear time. It is cyclical. And that the only thing that creates time is your untrained, unhealed mind. I'll say that again. The healing journey is not, it's not linear. It's cyclical. And the only thing that creates time is your unhealed, untrained mind. And that's where the power of A Course in Miracles comes in because it is a mind training to, bo- to basically allow yourself to accept the only truth, which is love. You remove the forever, uh, the, the hindrances from the forever presence of love. And so, for example, A Course in Miracles lesson number one, it's so elementary. So the book is divided into three parts. It's a, basically a text, which is like a lot of chapters that so you have to go through, right? We study that inside of my membership community, Satori Wellness and Spirituality. Every week we have a what I call a spiritual psychotherapy on steroids Tuesday night. And a lot of miracles happen there. And then there's the lessons. So there's a hundred, I mean there's 365 lessons for one for every day of the week of the day, every day of the year. And then there's also a teacher's manual at the end that you can actually study. So we're going to talk about the lessons. And lesson number one is very elementary. Like most people will like even shy away from even doing the lesson because you're supposed to do these exercises. And the reason is, is because what it's telling you to do is to just pick a couple of minutes a day where you are basically stopping what you're doing and you're saying, that is not a chair. That is not a table. That is not a, whatever you're looking at without trying to like, force yourself to look at certain things. And it's so elementary. It it starts like that, but wait till you get like two lessons, like 25, 30. I mean, it goes deep into the soul Into that's why I call it psychotherapy on steroids. And actually, just to let you all know, it was actually downloaded to two psychotherapists back in the seventies. There were these two psychotherapists that worked for Columbia university and they actually were not religious or spiritual in any way yet. One of them started channeling the voice of Jesus Christ. So this is the work of Jesus Christ. And it has nothing to do with religion, has nothing to do with Christianity, has to do with Christ consciousness, which is what is awakening in all of us right now, which just means walk the talk. Don't just read the Bible and go to church, but then go on hate on your brother and not forgive, crucify. That's not the real talk, right? Right. And so it has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with Christ consciousness. And it's fabulous and beautiful that actually Helen, who was a psychotherapist for Columbia University, who never considered herself to be even spiritual at all, downloaded this beautiful manuscript that really is written in modern day verbiage. And it's still parables, the way Christ spoke, but it's written in a way where you and I in today's modern age can actually apply it because remember, it takes us to the healing at the level of the mind. And so going back to the time thing, many times, and this is why we get discouraged. And we when we're not part of community, we don't really, we can't really assess our growth a lot of times in the spiritual journey. But the thing is, is that time is only created when you do not accept the moment, the now. That's the only reason why time is created. Do we need it to be functional in the 3D? Absolutely. You don't need to be, I need to be live at 12 PM mountain standard time. Yeah, I'm using that. But what I'm talking about as it relates to the healing journey is that when you start stabilizing the nervous system through meditation, Kundalini yoga, right? The work that we do, then you don't need, you don't live in the future and you don't live in the past. You live in the neutrality of your soul's divine purpose in the now. And yes, that's possible for all of us. It takes training. So the second thing we need to know about the mind is that on our healing journey is that it's going to try to fool you many times. And it's going to try to tell you, you're so behind, you should be here. I can't believe you got, you're still working with this. And that's where we need to learn to stabilize that nervous system even more and discipline the mind so that it stops being so judgmental about the good and the bad. And then you realize with emotional intelligence through the inner work that all is happening for you. And that even those things that are challenges that you can use for, in a creative outlet to basically become that alchemical yogic scientist that knows how to transmute energy, which is what your emotions, right? You have sadness, grief, process them, do the inner work to change that. And instead of using that as pain, to use it to create something beautiful. And that's why the inner work is so beautiful. And that's why it's also not linear. It's cyclical. Things come around sometimes so that we can learn the lesson of unconditional love and forgiveness at a deeper and deeper level. Which takes us to the third part. Healing is not, and this is the mind will tell you that it is uh, the opposite of this, but healing is not changing anything. Healing is learning how to accept and the reason I say that is because there's a process to the healing journey. And this is my process that I mentor and coach around that I myself came up with because I had to overcome all these painful situations in my life, right? And so the four-step process that is necessary to truly heal and to go beyond what the mind is telling you on the healing journey is number one, of course, awareness, right? And this is why we need to set up an appointment with ourself every day on the mat. To do the work to become aware, not judge, become aware of our emotional consciousness in this time and space. You know, there are some days where I'm in complete bliss and emotional, you know, ecstasy. And there are some days where I'm like sad, I'm grieving, I'm healing through something because it's cyclical, right? But the thing is, is that I have my awareness and you have to have awareness. That's what Kundalini Yoga is known as the mother of awareness, right? So that you set that appointment up for yourself through interception to become aware. Then the next step, and this is where as you stabilize the nervous system and you use my four-step framework, we also use this inside of the academy with the Haas technique and different things that we work with as tools when the triggers do arise. But the second thing is then, then you accept, right? Like, okay, I'm here. This is where I'm at right now. Right now I am feeling Grief, I'm angry, I'm upset, whatever that is, and you're aware, but that's how you're feeling right now, right? So the thing is that when you accept, you are 90% done with the healing journey. It's people usually don't accept, and they're definitely not aware. So if you accept and, and you say this out loud, maybe you can't do it with your body, maybe you still are going through the emotions, but I'm aware. I accept where I'm at. I'm here. I'm angry right now. I feel betrayed. I feel like nothing, whatever that looks like, right? So then acceptance, and you literally have a conversation with your highest self, with the divinity. We need, we need to stop treating God like God is an impersonal. God is personal. God has re- conversations with us and relationship with us. We just forget a lot. So then the, the, the second, the third part is, this is very important because I've accepted now, I've accepted I have this addiction. I've accepted I have this emotional pain. I've accepted I have whatever is going on in my life. Then this is a very important question. Why the pain? Not why the addiction? Not why the betrayal? Why the pain? If I'm going through all of these emotions, I'm aware I've accepted it. Now, why the pain? And you are literally putting this out into the universe for God to answer you. Then this is the beautiful part. And this is what happened with me, with my clients. It's like, you do the work, right? You're aware, you've accepted that this is where you're at. Now they say, now, what do I do now? Show up to sadhana every day. Show up to make that appointment with yourself. And then you keep asking why the pain, why the pain, which hundred percent of the time you're shown. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes for me now, it's like almost instant but sometimes it takes months, right? But in my work, I've never seen anyone stay it longer than you know, even myself, eight months, which on something very deep and horrific that I had to heal through. That's amazing if you really think about it, like if you look at um, success rates for traditional therapy, right? Like very low and definitely not eight months, right? And so once you start to ask that question, why the pain and you continue to do your inner work, that answer will come. And then that answer comes. And then the fourth important thing is there will be one day, and this is what happens. And this is what has happened with me, with addictions, with releasing uh, painful memories from my childhood, all these different things, right? It was like one day I show up for my sudden, I'm consistent. And then I'm, one day I hear a voice that tells me, you don't have that pain anymore. You don't have it. And then you start to say, wow, I really don't I really have forgiven. Wow. I really have overcome that. And that's where the magic cup happens. Because then you have another step to do, which is now you gotta be really aware at what your lifestyle, basically what false anxieties you're allowing into your life. Because this is very really important, ladies. Like many of us have healed from traumas already, you know, from some conscious patterns, but then. We are still needing to just fix this last thing, which is a lot of the reasons why you are going through so much anxiety, depression, is the choices you're making throughout your day. For example, drinking coffee, especially on an empty stomach, right? Like, I am guilty of that. I love cold brew, and I used to do that a lot, right? Even as a yogi. But of course, that's going to give you more anxiety. And especially if you're not eating anything, right? So how about let's chew some tea? How about let's drink some mud water with oat milk? It's really, really good. The other things, your sleep patterns. And it's a cycle because if you are on cold brew or coffee, then of course your sleep patterns are going to get messed up, which if you're not sleeping well, higher rates of anxiety and mental health, like depression and things like that. What other things are important? Community. You know, I was just reading this book on... Uh, Anxiety. I forget what the doctor's name is. My goodness, Um, the holistic psychologist recently did a a podcast episode with her, and I will find the name of the book and I'll put it in the uh, our closed face uh, Facebook group and our closed Instagram private community. uh, So go join us there, Sovereign Woman Movement. But she was talking about how basically, like our phones. You know, our phones. You turn on that phone and. especially if you're like turning around at four o'clock in the morning or when you're getting ready to go to bed, the light of the phone, people don't realize this, but melatonin starts to become suppressed, meaning you're not gonna sleep the same way. Then cortisol starts to rise. Those are the hormones that stress releases just by using our phones. So what we're really all suffering as a society, like a lot of us have overcome a lot of our traumas, but we're not dealing with the cold depression. You all know that I talked about this a lot that what that doctor was talking about was cold depression, which was basically the lifestyles that we live, right? Go, 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 go. Not paying attention to your emotional state, drinking the coffee to keep the energy going, using the phones. I'm not saying that they're going to kill you. What I'm saying is that you better have an inner work practice, because then even if you've overcome all of these traumas, you are now allowing these age of Aquarius new challenges to basically deplete your energy levels to take you back into states of anxiety to take you back into depression but you don't need to go there and that's where the last steps comes in where you start to be so aware about these choices that you're making in your life that you realize hey you know what acceptance, awareness, why the pain I've overcome it. Now here I am where now I can take my power back and make decisions that will not hinder my mental health, right? Where I know coffee does this to me, where I know my sleeping, you know, I need to have a better discipline or better boundaries around my own sleep patterns. Like we have free will and we know ultimately what makes our mental health better and what depletes it and what makes it worse so it is a bridge it's like a ladder that you're climbing and it has to start with awareness it has to start with there and through that awareness when you're doing the inner work especially the swc method you have the compassion to then accept where you're at that then moves you to the asking the very important question why the pain why the pain to continuing then inner work until you one day, and again, it could be a couple of days, one day, I always say one meditation is all it takes if you're intentional, right? Realize, oh my God, I don't have that pain anymore. I still have anxiety. I have depression. Okay. What am I doing in my day that I need to set these boundaries to better help me? And that's the real healing journey. And that's why our mind kicks our butt the entire way. And that's why a lot of people also quit or they're like, oh, it's not working or, you know, it's not for me. I don't know how to meditate and all this different stuff or the spiritual psychotherapy work. I mean, the work that we do inside the academy, like, I mean, it it does force you to face the shadows and a lot of people is, it's not easy. And I totally get it. That's why I always say it's not for everyone, but it is for those where traditional medicine or therapy has not worked, or it is for those that know that there's something deeper Rooted within them that really needs to be liberated in order for them to bring the healing fully, fully, fully home. So, if you want a meaningful path to follow, if you want to leave a legacy of light and love, if you want to truly make a mark and clear all these ancestral karmic cycles from your path, then the most worthy path is the inner work. It complements, it empowers, and enriches everything you do because when you do this work, your relationships get better, your business gets better, your life gets better, like prosperity, everything, everything gets better because you're actually getting to the root cause. So we can all continue to put off doing this healing work or we can take action today. And again, in as little as three minutes per day, you can start to really make an impact on your vibrational frequency, your mind, so that you start to really, really realize how powerful you are. And I say three minutes a day because you all know that my free e-guide is now available for all of you. I created a weekly mental health plan that you can follow day by day with a specific meditation, spiritual psychotherapy work, and it is all aligned with the uh, planets for each day to help you get started on your holistic healing journey. I mean, you start today, you'll be able to really understand how powerful this work is and especially give yourselves a minimum of 40 days with that meditation because we now know when we scan brains we can tell that the brain the actual structure of the brain changes after 40 days especially of the specific meditation that's in my e-guide so go check it out and also join our free um, Uh, sovereign woman movement instagram community as well as our Facebook community, because in there, like today we're posting more about this first lesson of A Course in Miracles of how it's so important to untrain, to train our mind, to stop judging everything. We are so reactive to judge. We got to start elementary so that we can then move up that, that awareness or that ascension ladder and really become more aware of how, how amazingly powerful we truly, truly are. So go check that out also in our free uh, Facebook community, which you can find the link here as well. And um, also an uh, in Instagram, it's at Sovereign Woman Movement. And you can join us there as well. Can you define awareness? Awareness is the ability to be curious with the moment without judging it. That's awareness. If you're judging it, then you need to sit more with that moment until you can be basically the more that you practice this introception, which is meditation, the more that you're easily able to step outside of that story, the program, the subconscious mind because your nervous system is also more stable and you're able to then watch kind of like out of of body experience, I would say, but you don't have to come out of the body. Watch what's going on in the narrative of your mind without engaging with it. Because remember, we all have crazy thoughts. We all have thoughts. We have a thousand thoughts every time we blink, but it's not the thoughts that the problem is. It's not the emotions. It's how we identify with the thoughts. And if you don't have a stable nervous system and you're not able to discipline the mind, then you're going to identify with all the low frequency thoughts of fear, of anger, of nothing works out for me and all these other things. So that's what awareness would be. Hopefully that answered your question. And also going back to what you asked about, like, how do I get my partner to be on the journey? You don't. You do the journey yourself and they join you. Sometimes in my community, like for me, my husband actually has a daily meditation practice and him and I have a daily meditation. We practice together every single day. We've been practicing this meditation since like last May. And it's been incredibly life-changing in our relationship, but it doesn't have to be like that. I have another community member who does the inner work and her husband has received the healing. He has had breakthroughs in dreams. And now he's like, hey, turn that thing on that you do every single day. And he joins. So that happens too. Uh, we have other community members who are also they significant others. It's not like they sit and meditate, but they play the mantras or they ask questions about what they're learning. And it absolutely rubs off on everyone. When a woman heals herself, she heals seven generations before her and seven generations after her, because what you're doing is that you're strengthening your aura, clearing it from all those toxic emotions that you've carried for a long time, and you instantly become a healer. You become someone that when people come in your presence, they literally, their vibration changes, they literally change their own uh, electromagnetic field, which is what brings a healing home. Yolanda says, true story. <laughs> She knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's why. So yeah, that's how it happens. And I never thought my husband would meditate or that he would chant or do all these things that I do, right? I never thought that. And he decided that, that he needed to do that as well, too. And he's experiencing incredible breakthroughs in his life. The whole thing with stress, you know, he's really, he's really busy and his business is growing tremendously right now. And ever since he's uh, really committed and increased um, his sadhana practice, like he's like, now I know why you do this. And I'm like, yep, because stress is not a bad thing. It's just if you stay in it for long periods of time and don't know what to do with it. So you do the work, you be the leader. They will always follow one way or another. I promise you, I guarantee you. So go pick up my e-guide and start with that, uh, with your practice today. Thank you so much for the questions, ladies. Thank you so much for building community with us today. Like I said, Wednesday, I'll be back at 12 p.m. Mountain Center Time. You can put your notifications here on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you can do that on Facebook, but just know that I am now committed to being here on time at 12 p.m. Mountain Center Time. And we will follow up this conversation with the actual medicine, La Medicina which is the meditation. And I'm going to be talking to you all about the sound frequency and which is also a meditation, which helps us with what we're talking about today, how to train this unruly judgmental mind. So join me again on Wednesday, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thank you all so much for your questions, your hearts for everything that you are thank you for also sharing this podcast with others especially with other beautiful women we are bringing them all along because all women can holistically heal body mind and spirit thank you for you satnam and i'll be back on wednesday Satnam, thank you